Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. Aloha! I hope you're having a super Tuesday. I'm the madman. So uh, we usually start with our weekends. Um, And let's see, uh, a a guy cut me off. Uh, the other day, he cut me off, and he had a Bernie Bernie Sanders 2020 sticker. And so I pulled up next to him, and I yelled at him. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, you socialist? And he looked genuinely hurt by this. And uh, then he, he said to me back, he says, I'm borrowing this car. And I immediately, I apologized. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't I'm, have a good day. And I went on my way. Now, here's the thing. Um, it makes sense that a Bernie Sanders supporter would loan somebody their, their car. Um, so either it's true or he had the, the best excuse ever, you know, so plus nine to dodge. Well done, sir. Well done. Well done. And what else did I do this weekend? Um, yeah, I got caught up on Netflix. So I don't know about you, but I am sick of ethnically disparate women discussing plot points over an awkward cup of coffee or a glass of wine. A little bit of coffee or wine, girl. We can do anything. Anyway, on an unrelated note, uh, lock and key kind of fucking sucks. Uh, can you, like, turn your feminism down, like, 90%? Uh, yeah, lock and key had some interesting, interesting concepts that I think that they fa- uh, failed to execute very well. Um, but there's, and there's an unnecessary amount of an- antagonism uh, and, and conflict uh, throughout, throughout the season. You know, the discovery of the keys uh, could have made the story interesting enough. And then by episode seven or eight, you get, um, uh, then you can get into the main conflict of the story and your, you know, your antagonist and something like that. But it seemed like every episode there's conflict. Um, now, the, the three main characters, the kids, um, Tyler, Kinsey, and Bodie, very likable characters. And that's, uh, that's very smart to do that. And it has you rooting for them the whole time. And I, I, I think that's, that was pretty good. That was good. Okay, okay. Only, uh, yeah. Only Tyler would seem to be a little bit of a dick at times, but you know he is a seventeen, eighteen year old kid. I mean, weren't we all <laughs> dicks at seventeen, eighteen? It's uh, it's funny how my tastes change, because uh, um, if I'd seen this series when I was nineteen years old, I'd be like, hey, Kinsey, what's up? But I saw this series when I was forty-two, so I'm like, hey, Kinsey, what's up with your mom? <laughs> Is she uh, still grieving, or uh, is she uh, is she ready to get a man back in a in her uh, in her life? We just we just need to. <laughs> I think we just need to feed her a couple drinks because there was a scene where she was like, not, there's, she was not drinking, then she was drinking, and I was like, hey, I like drinking, drinking, Nina. What's up, girl? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just like I don't know. The older I get, the more middle aged women are uh, far more interesting. When I was in my twenties, I didn't even look at them. Didn't even look at middle-aged women. Now I'm 42, and I'm just like, hey, what's up? Plus, they're just more interesting. They like the same kind of music I like. They don't listen to. They don't like the shit that these kids are listening to today. So, you know. So, what do I have in common with like a 20-something? Uh, other than a desire to breed. The uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, I I understand this series is based upon a comic book or graphic novel. So I don't know how. Uh, how much it sticks to the original uh, source material. But uh, there are way too many twists. Way too many twists in, in, the, in the story. Way too many twists, especially at the end. Um, 
I, I, I know you want to set up a second season, but, you know, way too many twists. And God damn it, I hate when people, like, skip around in time. I hate that stuff, like, three months later, three months after, you know, you know, you know uh, summer. <laughs> I hate when people skip around in time. Time needs to be linear, either way. You know, forward or backwards. You know, forward like, uh, you know, pretty much most stories, or backwards like in Memento, which was done very well. Lock a key. God, I hate that. That's just, that's just my humble opinion on that. So um, one last thing that pissed me off is when uh, Kinsey couldn't decide on who she wanted to date. Um, so she suggested like a polyamorous situation, uh, probably because she got rid of her fear or whatever. Oh, God damn it. Uh, but my dude, Scott with one T, uh, he came back to her and said, you know, that's, that bullshit's not going to fly with him. So, yeah. Good on you, man. Way to man up there, Scott with one T. You're my dude. So, lock and key, eight of 13 stars. Some cool concepts, but eh. You may not be as cynical as I am, so go ahead and watch it. I bet you'll enjoy it. I mean, I, I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't enjoy it. Eight, eight of 13 stars is still eight of 13 stars, though. I just it, it stinks. That's <laughs> critiquing critiquing something is basically saying it stinks. Man, I miss my drum set. You never knew. You never seen my drum set, have you? I never saw yeah. yours. No. Yeah, EK. Yeah, I sold it way before it. Long before I met you. I met you after I got out of the navy. I sold the drum set before I went in the navy. It was a it was a typical five piece set. It was a uh, a Tama or was it Tama, Tama. One of them right. One of them has to be right. Anyway, so it was a white. It had white shell tama. We had black heads. Had the bass. The had the bass. Had the snare. Had the the two rack toms. Boom, 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 and the floor tom. Boom, boom, and uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me, <coughs> the cymbals. Uh, they weren't great. They were like some off-brand cymbals. Uh, what? What are you grinning at? Uh, I just got a great idea. Uh, what are you doing? Making go to the time. Okay, all right. Gotta... <laughs> oh, I know what he's thinking. He's going to synthesize a bunch of... He just did, like, I... a whole drum set. <laughs> he just did. You, like... you need some hi-hat? I can... Hi-hat? The hi-hat. <laughs> that was a hi-hat. The hi-hat wasn't bad, but they were, they were like, off-brand uh, uh, symbols that I had. And uh, they weren't the greatest. The hi-hat was okay. The ride was okay. And uh, the bell was great, hitting the bell end of that. <laughs> hitting, hitting, the, hitting the ride symbol with my bell end. <laughs> you British people out there might have got, got a kick out of that. Uh, yeah, a crash symbol, 14-inch crash, 16-inch ride. And, uh, you know, it's a typical five-piece set, a starter set that, you know, people get. And, man, I miss it. The... Uh, yeah, the hi hat, and uh, one of my the first attachment I ever got for, uh, and I could see how the addiction of like having your grow, your set grow over time that can get addicting after a while. But the first thing I ever got for my drum set was a little hi hat rack that I could stick on the uh, 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 a tambourine that could sit on the hi hat, and um, it took me about two minutes to realize how stupid that was, what a poor choice that was. You don't need a tambourine for anything. Uh, the more the more I played with it, I was like, there's no need for this. <laughs> Tambourine is one of the most useless instruments that exists, and so, <laughs> and uh, 
and then my my next investment is I ordered from I forget the name was it something horse to Thorough, thoroughbred magazine I think I ordered a uh, tw- uh, was it twelve inch yeah twelve inch splash symbol it was a Sabian and damn that was the best symbol I ever had it, it was a uh, it was thinner than the other than the others that I had so it had like a, a cleaner higher pitched sound and I really liked that um, and I that's why I like those I like Sabians I mean don't get me wrong I played on Zildjian's and and uh, uh, paste some good symbols, you know, and, uh, but the ones I had, which is crap. And I was so happy that I had a decent, uh, symbol, even if it was just a splash, man, I missed my drum set. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I bought, I bought the, uh, I bought the Sabian splash and so I, the, I was thinking I was considering getting a wood block. The next thing I was going to get was one of those wood blocks. And, uh, cause that was far more useful than a tambourine. And so it's, uh, uh, maybe a cowbell, because you always need more cowbell. And so, uh, but uh, I ended up joining joining the Navy, and before I went in the Navy, I sold a bunch of stuff uh, so I can get some cash, and I partied real hard before I went to boot camp, and uh, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'm not saying you would you would sell your drum set if, if you end up missing it as much as I do, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure you'd sell something for a little extra cash before you went to boot camp, before you got your ass kicked by the U.S. government. Miss my drum set. So yeah, I hope you're having a super Tuesday. Um, I got a lot of I got mad respect for Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg, 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 Booty Judge. That makes sense. Booty Judge. Is that German? I don't know. Respect for Pete Buttigieg. Uh, way to go, shipmate. Uh, respect for him and Amy Klobuchar and Be- uh, Beto O'Rourke. Um, Glad you know when to bow out. Way to go! Uh, it's it's kind of show. It kind of proves how insane Elizabeth Warren is. Still staying in this race, like uh, it, like the fucking psycho she is. You know she's a fucking psycho. You can look at those eyes. One psycho recognizes another. I can look at those eyes. I see psychopath. That woman is insane. Confronting Bernie. Keep going on. She's like, I'm going to be the, the only girl on the stage and push only women's issues. You know, going after. Uh, what's his name? Bloomberg. Going after Bloomberg hard over the same goddamn point. Are you going to let these girls talk? Are you going to let these girls talk? What an insane bitch. And, the, uh, and then the confronting burning. I think you called me a, I think you called me a liar on national television. Uh, do we have to do this now, you fucking crazy bitch? <laughs> <laughs> fucking drama queen. You know? <laughs> Let's be honest, because that's what she is. She's a drama queen. Anyway, but I got mad respect. For any Democrat, that is not about the socialists. That is not about the idea that, you know, China's got a good thing going. The idea that, that uh, Russia's got a good thing going. That Cuba's got a good thing going. That Venezuela's got a good thing going. I have mad respect for those kind of Republicans. I, I'm sorry, uh, Democrats, that are not about socialism. At least they're more like, well, no, we need to gradually walk the Republicans into this idea of socialism. And so uh, I, 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 think it's, I think it's good that they all are... Getting behind Biden, and I feel so sorry for this dude. I mean, because all of the Republican pundits, commentators, and stuff like that, they're making fun of him like crazy. I watched Ben Shapiro's show today, and he was making fun of him like crazy, and I felt a little bad. I felt a little bad because uh, Joe Biden's had had a hell of a time over the last couple of years. He lost a son, and uh, he's making all these gaffes and mistakes and stuff like his head and his heart is not in it. And somebody's just keeping shoving him in front of, in the stage, in front of the cameras, in front of the microphones. 
and he's fucking up left and right, and I, don't, I just don't think his heart is in it. And it's starting to become sad. It's, it's, it's like if somebody, if my dad, God forbid, like got Alzheimer's or stuff like that and just started forgetting stuff, forgetting what state he's in, what, he, what office he's running for, stuff like that, I wouldn't want people laughing at him, you know? He's an old man. You know, I'm sure he's tired. He's, I'm sure he's done great things in his past, but, I mean, it seems like that, you know, they have to push him forward because Bernie is so horrible. And I feel, I feel bad for Joe Biden because I feel like his head and his heart are just not in it. Anyway, I definitely wanted to rant about that because I, I, I felt real bad for Joe Biden over the last couple of days. I mean, he's making mistakes left and right. Um, he's, he's getting to a point where he's not all there. Do you, how do you think he's going to be in two years, three years? He's just going to be wandering around nursing homes, sniffing people's hairs. Hair, you know? Shit. Now I made fun of him. Now I'm the dick. Damn it. Anyway, so <laughs> you can email me at fxbgpr.com if you want to yell at me. I'm sorry for being a dick. But here's the thing, you know, um, you got to read history. The, uh, the hot topic over the last four years with this Russian collusion, I just, I can't believe that nobody has put to get, like Hillary and Bernie, in this, made this connection. Why isn't anybody looking into that? I, I guarantee you, guarantee you, if I, would, if I had to bet Hillary and Bernie have, like, dealings, underhand dealings in Ukraine and shit like that. Makes, almost makes you nostalgic for J. Edgar Hoover, right? Read your history. We've been dealing with communists and socialists trying to take over this country for a long fucking time. Oh, fuck. 13 minutes in. All right, so um, we're into the time stretch section where I got to stretch time because uh, it's just me ranting here, and I can really go. I can really go off. I think I need to, like, double the amount that I write for the show. I mean, I could pull up some of the shit that I write, but, you know, I only wrote enough shit and good stuff so I can do one show. But uh, I did have some little backup backup pieces. So let's talk about Taylor Swift. Uh, her new song, The Man, just came out recently. Now, um, I, saw, I saw a bit of the music video, and it seems like uh, it's, it's Taylor Swift dressed up as a gay man, and, it, uh, and this gay man is like, walking and, and dancing around an office. Uh, I'm not really sure it, because it's walking like a gay man that she's, that's what she's walking. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway. And, uh, then she's like, she throws a tennis ball or something like that. And later in the video, and she's like stepping weird, <laughs> throwing like a girl. And so I, I pulled up the lyrics for this song. You can go watch the video if you want, but, I, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking stupid. Here are the lyrics to Taylor Swift's song, The Man. I would be complex. I would be cool. They, they'd say I played the field before I found someone to commit to. You know, um, that, that four-line stanza right there, that is about being rejected by somebody. That is, a, that is somebody's heartbreak. That is not an average man. That is not the average man who wants to play the field. There's a lot of men who want to get married. There's a lot of men who want to settle down. Unfortunately... The kind of men that women are attracted to tend to be the kind of men that are described in this song. Let's keep going. And that, it, and that would be okay for me to do. Every conquest I had made would make me more of a boss 
to you. Now, I don't know why they think uh, sexual conquest is power. Uh, only somebody who's like a slut and sleeps around with people to manipulate men or something like that. I, I don't know if you met any women like that who would sleep around and just to manipulate a man and get two guys to fight or some shit like that. No, that doesn't exist. I've never seen a woman like that. Uh, keep going. Uh, I'd be a fearless leader. I'd be an alpha type. When everyone believes you, what's that like? Now, here's the thing. This whole idea that people don't believe women is insane, you know? However, uh, people have bullshit detectors, and those bullshit, de bullshit detectors go off no matter the gender, no matter the race. Bullshit is bullshit, all right? Everyone with a bullshit detector going, your little meter's going off is bullshit, you know? It's like Jussie Smollett, Ju Juicy Smollett, however you, however you say his name. Ask Dave Chappelle, he seems to know. But it's just like, it's just like that, all right? And let's keep going. I'm so sick of running as fast as I can, wondering if I'd get there quicker if I was, if I was a man. It should be if I were a man. The, um... Here's the thing is uh, men, men generally can run faster than women. We're kind of more built for it. Don't get me wrong. There are women who can outrun me, <laughs> surely. And there's a lot of women who can outrun a lot of men. But on average, men tend to be able to do physical tasks fa uh, better. Uh, I don't know if she's actually talking about running, though. Uh, we'll keep going. And I'm so sick of them coming at me again because if I was a man, then I'd be the man. I'd be the man. I'd be the man. Uh People come at you. People come at you. That's all there is to it. It has nothing to do with your gender. It has to do with the fact that you're famous. Let's keep going. They'd say I, they, they'd say I, I hustled, put in the work. They wouldn't shake their heads and question how much of this I deserve. What I was wearing, if I was rude, could all be separated from my good ideas and power moves. And we would toast to me, oh, let the players play. I'd just be like, uh, I'm sick of this. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is a, this is a caricature of what men are. And that's exactly why it's Taylor Swift dressed up as a man, because she's playing a caricature. I'm half, I wouldn't be surprised if Snoop Dogg popped in and goes, Snoopy Doop, because that's another caricature. Snoopy Doop. Smoke some weed. I would have made the music video better. You'd probably get less dislikes on it, Taylor Swift. What do they call it? Tay Tay? It's, ugh, God, it's such shit music, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ugh, did I just, yeah, I just did. I just did. Okay. So, um, I know that only 24 people saw this uh, post I did on my Facebook page. You should check out my Facebook page, Shock Monkey Radio Redux, on Facebook. And I know only like 24 people saw this thing, so I'm going to read this. Uh, I got drunk one night, and I was watching stand-up comedians, uh, particularly Scott Wharton. Uh, and I thought, hey, you know, I can, I can do comedy. It's easy. So uh, I wrote this thing. It was basically like a, if I were like the opening act of like three features, you know, uh, two features and a headliner or something like that. So I wrote this, uh, I got drunk and I wrote this, uh, I don't know, like a short little bit 
short little jokes as a files a stand-up comedian. Hey, do you have a regular mic around here somewhere? It doesn't have to be plugged in or anything. A regular mic? Yeah, so I can hold it in a hand, my hand like a stand-up comedian does. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, you know him from Shock Monkey Radio, from FXBG Public Radio. Please put your hands together for the madman, lowercase. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, so uh, I'm going to do some attempts at stand-up comedy. I've always wanted to run into a movie theater shaking a piping hot bag of mic microwave popcorn. See what happens. You got the cricket sound effect? <laughs> I don't think I have an right now. Okay. Uh, I, I always wanted to go to a movie with four friends and shout fire in the middle of the movie. And then one, fan, one friend jumps, jumps up and shouts water. And another shouts earth. And so on. I just want to meet Captain Planet. What sort of army is Captain Planet in anyway? If he gets promoted, does he become major solar system? Does Lieutenant Moon get promoted too? Who takes his job? Speaking of which, Captain America should have been promoted by now, right? How long ago was World War II? You don't seem to be making rank, Steve. Maybe the Army wasn't your best career choice. Uh, my guidance counselor sat me down my senior year of high school and told me that I'll die in a car accident in the next year, so there's no point in helping me. As it turns out, he was wrong, just like your guidance counselor was. How do you even end up getting that job? I couldn't settle for a career, so I ended up being a guidance counselor. Those who can do... Those who can't teach. That's not true about blowjobs. I tried to get a blowjob once, but apparently they use machines to inflate the tires at Pep Boys. Chug beer. T.S. Eliot wrote, I will show you fear in a handful of dust. So never do coke with T.S. Eliot. He paid way too much for that bad horse. Cocaine is interesting because it makes you think you are interesting. Sigmund Freud loved cocaine and his mother. They used to use cocaine for eye surgery, so I'm certain there were a lot of people pretending to be blind after the Great War. They say soldiers coming home from the war are addicted to opiates, so I guess the GI Bill is redundant. They got their college experience. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. God bless our troops and sailors and airmen, but the Coast Guard can suck it. Ex-Navy bitches! Um... Uh, when I invent a time machine, I want to travel back in time to hold myself as a baby and drop me right on my head so I don't invent a time machine. If, for some reason, you drop a baby, God forbid, do not stick out your foot to help break the fall. Ask yourself, do you want to be known as the guy who dropped a baby or the guy who drop-kicked a baby? You like wrestling? Me neither. I guess we're both straight. The object of wrestling is to pin your opponent, but not knock them out or subdue them in any way. So I guess this skill is only useful in rape? Rape isn't funny, obviously, but if two fictional clowns tried to rape each other, that would actually be consensual and kind of hilarious. You ever laugh so hard you thought you shit yourself? Were you right? If you said yes to the second question, you'd never smoke pot. Marijuana is a funny drug.
Forrest Gump is a liar. I bought a box of Andy's mints, and guess what? I knew exactly what I was going to get. Uh, if people are saying Trump looks like an orange, can I say Obama looks like a grape? That's my time. I'm the Madman Lowercase. Find me at, uh, go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio and be sure to tip your server. That was not fun. I couldn't even get you to laugh. I laughed. You're like one of my best friends. I laughed, I laughed a handful of times. Anyway, so that's why I don't do stand-up comedy. <laughs> uh, uh, single, single, like five, five-word question. Uh, uh, mailbag person. Yeah, <laughs> like I got two. It was like somebody said, I got two emails this week. So let's do a quick mailbag, real quick. I got two emails this week. One saying is like, "Hey, why have you ever done stand-up comedy?" And I just did that to prove why I don't. And so uh, now this other email comes from an. These are both. They both wanted to be anonymous. I respect that. Um, yeah, this uh, one. This one says, "Don't berate Ek." It seems forced and awkward. You're no Gavin McInnes. Fair point. Fair point. And, um, sir or madam, I'm very sorry. Um, but, I mean, there was a time when I could do it, when I could break people. And this medication, it puts a block on me. Uh, it makes me happier. I'm not depressed all the time and stuff like that. But at the same time, I just can't get the same level of pissedivity. Pissedivity. Can't get the same same level of anger. Plus, I don't know. I, it's, it's almost like I like EK too much now. It sucks. Oh, boy. All right, five more minutes. Navy story. The I don't know if I've told this one before, but this is the uh, uh, the Annapolis Dock Shack. Now, um, when when my ship went to Annapolis, we went up there. I forget if some game or something like that, a Navy game up there, you know, the Naval Academies there in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, and my ship, uh, we moored out in the, um, in the Harbor there. And, uh, so it wasn't on a dock. And so we had to take small boats to, to the shore, uh, and to go out in town and the, the small boats would stop running at like midnight or something. And they would start again at like 6am. And so, uh, me and a bunch of us uh, enlisted guys, we, uh, we got together and said, let's go hit the town of Annapolis. And we went to, like, we bar hopped, you know, go a different, you know how it is. Uh, or maybe not. <laughs> Just bar hopping in Annapolis. Bunch of goddamn college preppy Navy officers and shit. But, uh, uh, pretentious fucks. Anyway, I'm kidding. I love you. Love you so much, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, the, uh, yeah, so, uh, the, you know, the night was going on. It hit, it hit to be about 11 o'clock, and one of our guys had gotten, he had, Mixed too much liquor, been drinking shit like rusty nails, and then beer, beer you know, rusty nail on pills and everything. Ugh. It's disgusting, dude. But, you know, 21, 21 year old, you know, you're an idiot. So uh, we ended up like going, like at 11 o'clock, we ended up going up to this uh, diner and getting something to eat and say, well, we got plenty of time to get back, get back for the, uh, for the small boats, get back to the ship. We got plenty of time. Uh, the guy who'd been drinking, you know, he got sick, and he's in the bathroom puking. There were cops in this diner. There's a, you guys, you guys handling your shipmate? Yeah, we're handling him. It's like, you driving? It's like, no, you know, we came on a ship. We don't have a car here. So we're walking all the way back. Uh, we get there. It's like 12.15. We get to the dock at 12.15, and the boats weren't going to be running for another five, and a, uh, five, and, five hours and 45 minutes. So we missed all the small boats. We waited around for a while, and, and 
it was cold. It's the docks. It's the piers. You know, and I think it was late. It was fall. It was like a football game. So it was, it was fall. So it was, it was cold. And so uh, we found this little shack, shack there. There's like five of us. This little shack that was sitting there on the docks. And uh, we broke into it. And uh, it had a tiny little space heater. It was awesome. And uh, it had like one chair, but enough room for us all to pack in this little, one little shack, close the door, and just stay out of the wind and keep each other warm just through body heat. And uh, it was one of the most interesting nights. And then we wake up, we start he- hearing whistles and shit. And <laughs> about 6 a.m., the boats, like, we come staggering out of the shack. I don't know if any- anyone got in trouble for that or not. I don't remember being talked to about it. I don't really remember, yeah. So uh, if you're just if you're uh, like 18 years old and you don't know what to do with your life, go in the Navy. You'll get find you have four years full chock full of stories, chock full of stories like that. I yeah, uh, what Joe Rogan had a Navy SEAL on. Boy, I like that podcast. He had a Navy SEAL on this past week. Man, that guy's younger than me and more badass than me. That, that's one of those things that it's just uh, uh, hard for me to believe. You know, it's like I'm this old school. It's like, oh, wouldn't you serve? It's like, well, you know, I, you know, I was overweight every single physical readiness test. <laughs> it's, it's when, a, when a guy like me who runs into some like a war fighter, uh, a true like, like, you know, infantryman, you know, or even more badass people like uh, SEALs and, you know, recon. Marine Recon, Green Berets, Green Berets, and other Special Forces units, uh, they're badass. They are 100% badass. It's, they tolerate people like me in the military. <laughs> it's like, he just wants a cushy desk job after four years of service. And you're like, yes, that's true. That's true. Anyway, it's getting about that time to get into the news worth knowing. Uh, vegan Runner. Ask neighbors to close windows when cooking meat with an offensive odor. Uh, a self-proclaimed vegan runner from Berkeley, California, of course, received backlash on Saturday after asking neighbors to close their windows when cooking meat because the smells were overpowering and offensive. The rant was posted to at Best Next Door, an account that houses... Neighborhood drama, which showed the runner had requested nearby residents only barbecue vegetables because it's always hard for me this time of year when the weather starts warming up. Quote, several nights a week, I'm out running around dinner time and people uh, have their windows open. And I can smell what they're cooking, the request said. I noticed a sharp uptick recently in the smell of folks cooking meat and it can be quite overpowering. Yeah, it's meat. It's delicious. You should eat some. Uh, quote, quite honestly, the odor is offensive and I'm hoping our community can have some empathy for its hashtag plant-based neighbors by closing their windows if they are cooking meat and only putting, ve- and only putting vegetables on their barbecue, the runner added. Fuck you! Uh, the, uh, excuse me. Uh, they didn't want to be a stereotype but suggested people should uh, join the movement should, uh, and should do some research on why the odor of cooking animals is offensive. The post directed to the people in the area, what's up, neighborhood, one love, received backlash on Twitter. Quote, I don't want to be a stereotype at the end of a multi-paragraph whine about how hard it is being vegan. This is performance art, one user concluded. Quote, as a carnivore barbecue chef, it was always hard for me this time of year when weather starts warming up and vegan runners start running by windows, another said. That's well crafted. Well done, sir. Ma'am. Sir or ma'am. 
Quote, you know what else smells terrible? Runners, have some respect. Exercise indoors with all the windows locked, another wrote. God, I love the internet. Another person said they will, quote, roast an entire goat right outside just to spite him. Some people came to the runner's defense, agreeing that the smell of barbecue can be overwhelming. Try being a vegan in Texas. My redneck neighbors over the back fence are hunters and have two smokers in their backyard. The whole neighborhood is smoky for weeks on end, and my dogs smell like bacon whenever they come in from the backyard. (laughs) The The dogs smell awesome then, right? I live in Texas, and I eat meat, and I completely sympathize with you. That smoky smell permeates everything. I guess it's like in Texas they do the most of the smoking, I suppose. I really hope you and your neighbors are friends and they are worth the inconvenience. Also, you could breed dogs. Bacon lovers could pay a fortune for bacon-scented pets. (laughs) I love the internet! The post of Best Buy Next Door was titled, Meanwhile in Berkeley. Fucking Berkeley. Hey, the coronavirus is coming, and it's coming to population centers. I just want you to know. That's just a quick news worth knowing. Better watch out. Uh, Kobe Bryant crash. Eight deputies involved in taking graphic photos at scene. At least eight Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies were involved in taking graphic photographs at Kobe Bryant's helicopter crash in Calabasas, Calabasas, last month and are currently under investigation. Alex Villanueva, the Sharif, the Sharif don't like it. Uh, Yeah, Alex Villanueva said five deputies were full-time employees and three were reservists. Fox 11 Los Angeles reported. He told the station that the deputies told Internal Affairs that the photos had been deleted under his direction. Quote, I was horrified, he told the station. I just felt betrayed by my own deputies because it's such a hard thing to do as a first responder. Go to the scene of such a horrific accident. Talking to the families, three families that were there at the Lost Hill station personally, and their concerns about privacy and how we could uh, make, a, make the day better for them in any way possible. And to have this happen, it was heartbreaking. <clears throat> Excuse me. Heartbreaking. Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter, and seven others were killed in the uh, January 26th crash. Vanessa Bryant, his wife, said she was absolutely devastated about the allegations. Her attorney called for the harshest discipline possible for those involved. Yeah, for sure. The Los Angeles Times first reported on the alleged actions of the deputies. The decision to delete the images was an attempt to keep the matter under wraps, the paper, citing public safety sources, reported. The photos showed the scene and victims' remains, the report said. The Times reported that it's unclear how widely the photos might, may have been disseminated and who was involved. It's additionally unclear whether the deputies had taken the photos themselves or received them from somebody else. These damn, these damn uh, vultures. Vultures. What are you doing? You've seen that movie Nightcrawler? Do you know why that's such a fucked up movie? You know why that's such a fucked up movie? That's serial killer behavior. Kobe Bryant, sure, is famous. And I believe that in some way, 
your life is somehow public domain. In some small way, your life is public domain. But have the decency to give somebody, to give somebody else uh, the respect of their death. You know, Nobody wants to see those pictures. The people that do are fucked up in the head. You know, I know these cops. The cops see dead bodies every other day. Depends on where they are. It happens all the time. People, people die. People get killed. And, you know, people, like cops have to see it. Firemen have to see it. EMTs have to see it. The public doesn't need to see it. The people who do see it end up, like, getting, like, PTSD from it. I have friends who served in the military, who served in Iraq and Afghanistan. And when they, uh, what, what doesn't really wake them up at night, in the middle of the night, is not killing the enemy. It's the bodies of your friends. It's the wounded of your friends. That's the stuff that wakes them up at night. Don't be a vulture. I know we live in this information society, but, you know, have some respect pissing me off people they're, they're such vultures they always pull they'll pull out their phone to record like a fight instead of trying to get and stop the fight and, and that's how you stop fights that's how that's how your community stops fights two people start fighting five people jump in and pull them apart just like a baseball game do you think do you think those people in the dugout have their have their cell phones with them <laughs> I don't think so. I wouldn't want to. If I were the coach, I'd say, you know, no, no smartphones. <laughs> like, I'm not getting in this. I'm playing Candy Crush. <laughs> oh, you got to laugh to keep from crying. It's a sick, it's a sick, mad, 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 mad world we live in, ladies and gentlemen. So mad that pigeons try to get, try to get free airfare. Pigeons looking for free airfare. Mooches. They are mooches, you know. Anyway, pigeons cause havoc in an airplane after getting stuck in the cabin before takeoff. Uh, footage was recently uploaded to social media that shows two pigeons flying around in the cabin of a Go Air airplane as it, was, as it waited to take off. In the video, some aircraft personnel can be seen in an attempt to grab the bird, attempting to grab the birds. Unfortunately, their attempts appear... T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. Unfortunately, their attempts appear to be unsuccessful. This is Fox News I'm reading. At one point, one of the workers had to duck their head out of the way to avoid being struck by one of the birds. While some of the passengers appeared to be panicking, others appeared to be amused by the situation. I'd be amused. Would you, which, which camp would you be in? Would you be the panicker or the amused? I'd be the amused. The flight was preparing uh, to take off from Ahmedabad International Airport in India when the stowaways made their way on board the independent reports. Despite the intruders, the flight still reportedly took off on time. The footage was uploaded to Twitter by reporter Nirne Kapoor. Go Air responded to the tweet, writing, Hi, we understand that there are, this was not the travel experience you were hoping for, and we're sorry. And they asked for Kapoor's contact information so the team could investigate the situation. In another tweet, the airline wrote, uh, We would like to inform you that our crew immediately got the birds removed from the aircraft. The flight took off as per its scheduled time as of 5 p.m. 
<laughs> According to the Independent, the flight landed, landed a half hour later than its scheduled destination at 6.45 p.m. Uh, it is, that happens anyway sometimes. Uh, in a statement to Fox News, a spokesperson of GoAir said uh, two pigeons found their way inside uh, GoAir's Ahmadabad to Jaipur flight G8702 while passengers were on boarding. The crew immediately shooed away the, away the birds outside. They said the flight took off as per its scheduled time of 5 p.m. Blah, 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 blah. We regret any inconvenience, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, we're sorry. We're sorry. What, what, it's, they're pigeons. What the fuck can we do? <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, you got to have a ticket. You got to have a ticket. That's, that's, that's how it works. And you're going to get shooed off the plane. You know, I just, <laughs> I don't know. If I were on that plane, I'd be like, no, those, those are my comfort animals. Is that what they call them, comfort pets? Comfort animals? Service animals. Service animals? Yeah, those are my service pigeons. They poop on people for me. Mine? Mine? I actually like that about Finding Nemo. That was like one of the most interesting things. If, like if you could sum up a pigeon's mentality or a seagull's mentality. They yeah, they nailed it. Mine? We're questioning mine? Oh, man. Vegans again. We're coming back to vegans. Vegans always be hangry. Anyway, a vegan woman says Kentucky Fried Chicken employees gave her chicken burger, laughed when she complained. KFC UK has apologized to a vegan customer after she was accidentally served a chicken sandwich before allegedly being subjected to ridicule upon notifying the staff. Vanessa Franco, a lifelong vegetarian and resident of London, said she recently visited a local KFC drive-thru to try their new original recipe vegan burger, an item which began testing in the UK markets in mid-June. After only a few bites, however, Franco noticed something was off. I realized the texture tasted different, she said per SWNS. Franco returned to the drive-thru to inquire about the sandwich, only for an employee to confirm that it was, in fact, chicken, and not the plant-based, quote, chicken patty that she was expecting. Instead of apologizing, Franco said the employee asked her why she ate three bites of the sandwich before putting it down. Valid question if you ask me. Franco responded by saying she had been a vegetarian her whole life and wasn't able to discern the difference right away. Vegan shit's not that good. Okay? It's not that convincing. She probably, her, her blood pressure spiked because she finally had meat and she didn't know what to do with her high. Anyway, I'll keep going. Franco, who was still in her car with a sleeping child in the back, why is that relevant? Said staffers then beckoned her inside so she could speak to a manager. After waking up her son, Franco said she went inside, but only to be told by a manager who, quote, didn't apologize and laughed that she should have known it was chicken. Agreed. The manager reportedly gave her the correct vegan burger. Problem solved. Franco said she was humiliated by the ordeal and felt traumatized by both the staff's actions and the fact that she ingested meat. As reported by SWNS, that's Southwest News Service, uh, Franco suggested that eating meat was uh, against her religion. A representative for KFC UK was not immediately available to comment. According to a statement obtained by SWNS, uh, the chain apologized and offered Franco a free meal. 
Bonus. Quote, this isn't great and we're really sorry for what happened here, the change statement began. Our vegan burger la- launched last month and we took its arrival seriously, putting strict new processes in place to make sure it is served properly, including the use of separate, separate colored tongs and storage units. We're following up with the team to remind them of the importance of getting this right and we'll be offering the guest a free meal uh, on us to put things right. The original recipe vegan burger was added to the KFC UK and Ireland's permanent menu in December 2019, following a staggeringly successful trial in London, Bristol, and the Midlands uh, earlier in the year. On the chain's website, the uh, sandwich is touted as having a Q-U-O-R-N filet, I'm assuming that's corn, filet made by plant-based meat company, quote-unquote meat company, of the same name which is then coated with the Colonel's signature 11 herbs and spices. That makes sense. Quote, the, cur- quote, the Colonel was all about welcoming every- everyone to his table. Now vegans, flexitarians, and our fried chicken fans can all enjoy the taste of our original recipe together, said Ira Dubinsky, Dub- Dubinsky, the innovation director at KFC UK in Ireland, in a press release issued in December. We've worked hard to perfect, perfect the flavor and make the vegan burger the Colonel would be proud of. It's the flavor of KFC, just with zero chicken. He keeps bringing up the Colonel. It makes me wonder if there's some like underground organization running KFC. We have to go see the Colonel. The Colonel sent for you. You you served a vegan chicken. I'm sorry, vegans. I'm sorry. One bite, you should know the difference. I've had vegan stuff. It's not that convincing. If it tastes good and your blood, your heart starts going beat, beating hard because it's like, oh my God, thank God for the protein and meat and the, the densely packed nutrients I've needed my entire life. You could be vegan if you want. You could be vegan if you want. I just think it's ridiculously stupid. But you know, I'm fat, so. <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt. Uh, speaking of fat, a woman drops. 112 pounds and wins a beauty pageant after a fiancé dumped her for being too fat. Uh, yeah, so young woman once dumped by her fiancé for being too fat got the ultimate revenge by being crowned Britain's most beautiful woman. Jen Atkins shed 112 pounds going from 238 to 122 in two years to bag herself the title of Miss Great Britain. The 26-year-old office administrator's weight ballooned when she became self, a self-confessed couch potato and binged on $26 make-out, takeout meals. That's about two and a half, two and one times. Is it, how expensive is it in, in, in England? Damn, she's hot. Um, but she got the last laugh after achieving the coveted title on her third and final attempt uh, she got through the semifinals in 2017 and through the final in 2018. Atkin had redi- retired from pageants after getting married last year, uh, but she decided to give it one more shot after having her name put forward to represent Great Britain this year. She said, I'm still in shock at winning. I'm so happy. I can't even put it into words. I honestly can't believe it. Yeah, now they have uh, pictures of her as she, when she was bigger. I mean, she was still pretty in the face, but let's be honest, you know, too chunky. Uh, quote, when I started doing this, it was just for a bit of fun. I never imagined how far I would come. Winning, winning Miss Great Britain marks the end of a long and difficult, but also amazing journey. 
Atkin added, although my body has changed so much, I don't think uh, my personality has, and I think that's really helped me. I'm certain. Quote, the judges were able to see what kind of person I really am. When Atkin met her ex in March 2011, she weighed in at 203 pounds and become a weekend recluse dining on the takeout, dining on takeout. Uh, the couple planned to wed in the years that followed, but as she ballooned to 238 pounds in 2015, her ex-fiancé decided to end their relationship. The beauty queen, who, has, who is, has now married after finding love again, said, When we broke up, I was devastated, but it ended up being the best thing that's happened to me. Absolutely. She said that, she, that being dumped spurred her on to slim down from a size 22 to a streamlined size 10. Atkin from Grimsby in northeast Lincoln, I guess that's Lincolnshire, said, I don't know, Lancashire, L-I-N-C-S, period. Sorry, England, I've never been there. Uh, she, she said, uh, in the week, I would eat huge portions of pas pasta or pizza and then a family-sized chocolate bar. What's family size? Is this like a king size here in the U.S.? Because, yeah, because you can't name something the king in England, right? I think you can't say, I, can, I think you can't, I think that's, yeah, anyway, I think that's true. Uh, at, uh, she went on to say, at weekends, we turn into a viral recluse sitting on the sofa in our pajamas eating takeaways, spending $26 each time. Oh, was that two of you? Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, the day he left, I thought my world had ended. I cried for weeks and used food as my comfort. However, uh, Atkins signed up for her local gym and never looked back when she was selected as one of the 10 finalists for her first pageant, uh, Miss Genting Sheffield in 2017. Now Atkin has won the longest running pageant in the UK as a, at a glittering national final in L Lancaster? Lancaster? Sorry, Britain, never been there. After being named the 75th Miss Britain following a couple of whirlwind couple of years, you know, Atkin said, it was much of a shock. Three years ago, I never would have expected winning Miss Great Britain. Atkins said, I'm also incredibly honored to be the 75th Miss Great Britain, representing our country alongside my twin brother who runs for Team Great Britain. Really? Nice. Yeah, they're blah, 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 talking about Miss Great Britain. Yeah. Anyway, um, here's the thing. Fat shaming works. Now, I'm not going to leave it at that, obviously. I'm not that cold-hearted. But um, the point is, is that when you start getting overweight like that, um, it's the same kind of thing that made me want to lose weight, change my diet and, and so forth. It, it's, it's because at some point I realized that I am just gaining a couple more pounds every year and that's just adding up and adding up and adding up and it's, it's bad for your heart. It's bad for you. You know, it's bad for you. It's bad for you. And I understand why people don't find fat people attractive because it's, it looks like you're dying. It looks like I'm, it's a big one. I'm coming for you any second. You know, now I'm not saying you got to be rail thin women, even though I do love rail thin women. The thing is, is that, you know, you just got to be woman shaped, be healthy, you know, and it doesn't, you don't have to go to the gym like four hours a day to get that kind of effect. It just takes a little bit of effort every day, watching what you eat, you know, uh, watching the calories you intake and so forth. And the problem is, is like people have this, uh, there's this culture of like beautiful the way you are and, and just like, it's like, I'm, you know, big BB, BBW, big, beautiful women. It's like, sorry, it's not that beautiful, you know? And that's just the way it is. You know, yeah, you're going to find guys who will sleep with you, especially like if, if you're this woman. This woman, even at overweight, had a gorgeous face, you know? I'd get a couple beers in me, I might go at it, all right? And here's the thing, I've seen tons of women on uh, uh, dating sites 
that have uh, that are overweight but gorgeous faces. You drop some pounds, you'll be pulling, you know, any guy you want. Just drop some pounds. You know, I'm a guy. I can get away with it more. You know, I'm I'm lucky. But at the same time, I still, number one, want to watch out for my own health. So that's why I'm interested in, like, reducing the calories and taking that I'm taking in. I don't want to gain too much weight and so forth. I want to be healthy. I want to live a little bit longer. I don't want to, you know, choke on my own fat, as it were, you know. Number two is that I do want to mate one day, you know. And if, and if I did meet a girl who liked me and I, and I liked her and stuff like that, and she says something like, I want you to be healthy. I want you to drop some pounds. Not only will I, A, be more attracted to you, it's like, two, it's better for you, you know? I'm still overweight, okay? But, you know, I'm not uh, dating either, so. Okay. You ink, you ink and obsess people, I swear to God. Tattoo junkies. Do you have any idea of how ugly you are when you get the whole body done? That shit's so ridiculous. Anyway, um, a tattoo-obsessed woman left temporarily blind after inking her eyeballs to an ex- uh, claims extreme pr- procedure was worth it. Amber Luke, an alt model who has spent more than $25,000 on body modifications, is speaking, money well invested, uh, is speaking out about her most extreme procedure, tattooing her eyeballs ultimately helped her to fully accept herself. God damn it. Luke had her eyeballs tattooed late last year, leaving, leaving her temporarily blind for three weeks. In, previous interview, in a previous interview, the Australian blonde described the experience as brutal when speaking with Barcroft Media. And they got a picture here. And, you know, she would be so beautiful if she didn't have all that shit all over her body. Anyway. Quote, I can't even begin to describe to you what the feeling was like. The best thing I can give you is once the eyeball has penetrated it, penetrated with the ink, it felt like the tattoo artist grabbed 10 shards of glass and rubbed it in my eye. Luke told the Barcroft Media, according to The Sun. Luke, who goes by Blue Eyes White Dragon on Instagram, is now claiming the painful incident was worth it and has left her happier than ever. Quote, every morning when I wake up, I look at my eyeballs and it makes me happy because blue is my absolute favorite color, she told The Sun. Luke also told the outlet that she had attempted suicide 15 times throughout her life. I guess this is better. Quote, depression and anxiety developed at age 15. Borderline personality disorder with schizophrenic traits came in a little bit later on. Story comes into focus. I've, I've had on record 15 suicide, suicide attempts. However, Luke is claiming she overcame her feelings of isolation through tattooing and body modifications stating that she felt the negative energy dispersed from her body while getting tattooed. Okay. Luke is far from done, though. In addition to her tattoos, she's already had a boob job, cheek and lip fillers, and other procedures. She's planning to get a Brazilian butt lift in the future. Currently, Luke shares her unique passion with, on Instagram with near, her nearly 60,000 followers, describing the social media community as positive. The support I receive online is phenomenal, and people are quite open-minded these days, she said. True, true. And for anyone who attempts to judge Luke based on her look, she has one request. We should all try to take a step back and wonder how creative and passionate that person must be to be able to express themselves like that. Instead of shunning everyone, look at their, look, look at their beauty. I mean, come on, it's 2020. Fair enough, but I still think you look ugly. When you get, like, 
sleeve work is the most. Uh, one sleeve. Anything more than that, like it's tattoos on your face, that's... Uh, especially on women. What the fuck? Anyway, Luke received her first tattoo at age 16. Since then, the young woman has several body modifications, including splitting her tongue and having pointed implants placed in her ears. Hundreds of tattoos. Let me see your ears. Does she have ears? Let me see your elf ears. Yeah, that's kind of hot. Elf ears, that's kind of hot. I don't know. You, 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 you kind of got... What was that comic book series? Damn, I wish I knew, like, knew it. Elf Quest, is that it? <laughs> you, you kind of got person strokes at the Elf Quest. <laughs> anyway, I think, I really do think that, like, uh, getting tattoos is addictive. Uh, it's rare you find somebody with one tattoo. Uh, sure, sure, there's people out there with one tattoo. But usually I've I found that like somebody get a tattoo and then like six months later they're like, I kind of want to get another tattoo. Paradise Island only have one tattoo. Who? Paradise Island only have one tattoo. Paradise Island? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm misquoting something. Shut up. Shut up, EK. You don't have a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, shut up. You don't have a dad. Anyway, did you hear the mail, mailbag earlier where uh, somebody wrote in saying, like, don't berate EK? You know, it oh, seems... It, it, seem, it, it's too forced. They said it's awkward and forced. <laughs> it's like, you're no Gavin McInnes. It's like, fair enough. Find your own thing. Yeah. Find your own thing. <laughs> fair vegans, fair enough. Apparently. Vegans. <laughs> I'm going off on of uh, vegans. He called me earlier. EK called me earlier. So it's like, so, uh, ripping into vegans today, huh? <laughs> 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 yes. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Also, don't go all Joe Rogan and eat only meat. Are you fucking insane? Enjoy the scurvy! So, uh, yeah, we might as well end the show right now. We're here in two minutes before seven. Uh, so, um, yeah. Oh, oh, I do want to remind you. Go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. I, I made a separate video just for patrons only coming up where I talk about love and sex and I talk about all my sexual experiences. So if you want to get all the juicy gossip, you go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron, $3 a month, and you get access to all of our video content, including the patron-only video content that I'm going to upload later today or maybe tomorrow. Uh, to, uh, yeah. Do that. Uh, yeah. Go to YouTube. And what are you doing? I'm not done. I thought that was it. You were being what? disappointed. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> He's like, oh, good. We could just stop. He's in a hurry. You Any, Did you were talking so shock, uh, Yeah, go, go look for uh, the Madman Lowercase on YouTube. Uh, like and share to subscribe my videos and clips that I put up there. Uh, for the full, full video content, though, you need to go to become a patron over at patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Go to teespring.com slash store slash madman lowercase. And you can get like t-shirts like this one right here. Um, yeah, go Facebook. Facebook, uh, we are Shock Monkey Radio Redux. I'm the Madman. Aloha, and I love you. <laughs>